to hot dogs, apple pie and haggis with Joe and the Scott. Enjoy and tell your friends. On this vote, the yeas are 50, the nays are 50. The Senate being equally divided, the Vice President votes in the affirmative and the motion to proceed is agreed to. The clerk will report the bill. Outstanding. Outstanding. <laughs> they chorus. Yeah, big day. This just happened about an hour ago. So um, the big... Uh, What's it called? Inflation Reduction Bill. Inflation Reduction Bill that's been a big, 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 big battle um, is taking place. And uh, the Democrats win. The U.S. Uh, Senate Democrats uh, today, like I said just about an hour ago, have uh, pushed ahead on the bill that would address the key elements of President Biden's agenda. This was a big, 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 big deal for Biden and the Democrats, for yep. that matter. So for all you uh, folks out there that say that Biden hasn't done anything, this is probably the biggest thing that's going to maybe not immediately affect your life, but in the long haul, this is a big deal. No, it will make things a lot better for a lot of Americans. Absolutely. I mean, they, they have... Um, the uh, Senate parliamentarian finally determined that the lion's share of the health care provisions, which was a big deal, yep. um, that uh, in the $430 billion bill could be passed with only a simple majority, which allowed this to go ahead. And thankfully, the um, two uh, dinos. Allegedly <laughs> Democrat. <laughs> But Manchin and, and Cinema came through, so that's a that's a good thing because we couldn't couldn't lose anybody. The measure uh, advanced on uh, party line, fifty one to fifty, and of course that was Vice President Kamala Harris who um, just uh, announced her vote to break the tie. But you know, er everybody's talking. Well, not everybody, but Republicans and. And, and I know it's part of the game, but even even a lot of Democrats that aren't all that astute and don't follow it quite as closely as you and I do. I mean, obviously, he has high 30s at best yep. approval rating. Yep. So some of that has to come from Democrats as well. Yep. And this guy has accomplished more than any president, at least for good stuff, well, yeah. that I've ever seen. I mean... Here's what he's done. So despite this one, which is the biggie, and this is going to help with your health care costs, it's going to cap um, insulin to, I think, I, I can't remember. Um, $2,000 a year or something. I, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, which is in itself ridiculous. But the insulin, I think, is capped for Medicare, those on Medicare, at 35 bucks. Good. And where they were trying to rip everybody off. Yeah. Uh, before that. So also, you know, here's what Democrats have done besides the anti-inflation bill, which is what this is. $1.9 trillion rescue deal during the pandemic. 
That's right. And everybody I mean, forgets that, that. that. That was a huge deal. Yep. A lot of complaints from the right. They're but always it, are. you can bet your ass they spent the check. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they spent more than what we have so far. Well, they tried to spend more, not in the legal sense. No. So we had the $1.9 trillion rescue deal. We have the $1.2 trillion infrastructure plan Building that Trump talked about for four years. And infrastructure week, infrastructure week, infrastructure week. And they did nothing. Nothing. Joe did. $1.2 trillion, which... And only in the last month, half a million jobs were added. So you Way know, above projections. The expectations on that was like 250,000 uh, jobs. Yeah, half And it was million. 538, 28, something like that, uh, on jobs. So it was double what was expected for July. And the Republicans are saying, we have no recession, we have no recession, what about inflation etc etc we are not having a recession not yet no recession has ever taken place when there have been that amount of jobs added to the market exactly and people still spending money yeah i mean people aren't hoarding money like they do in a recession at least not not at, at this point apparently american families are now 16 trillion in debt so people are spending, but they're spending too much. Well, that's that's patriotism. Of course it is. You didn't know that? <laughs> now, see, that should have been in your handbook. Oh, okay. Your immigrant handbook. Oh, okay. Should have been in there. Also, what has happened under Joe Biden? Uh, gun reforms. Yes. That we haven't had gun reforms in, what, 30 years? That passed so quietly. 40 years? So we've got gun reforms, and it's not, and again. It's not intrusive. It's, well, that's not where I'm going. Where I'm going, you know, I'm a lefty. I'm a progressive. It's not as much as I want or would like to see. Mm-mm. But it's something. It's something that nobody else is going to do. Yeah. And, you know, Cinema tweaked a couple things that uh, there. I, I think the, the tax uh, thing on corporations, I think that got X'd. Corporate tax. Yeah, yeah, I think that got X because they were going to include uh, a 15% uh, minimum that corporations, and these are just the biggest, biggest guys. Yeah. You know, the billionaires. Yeah. Where it, that end up paying no personal taxes half the time. Yep. And so all that was is 15% on people. Uh, of course, Republicans run around saying we're doing a tax hike. Yes, we are. But there was nobody under $400,000. Anybody under $400,000 a year is not being added with any tax. No increase. Not only that, you've just got health care decrease. They extended the ACA benefits, which was trying to be, well, it's been tried to be nixed since Republicans became Republicans. Um, So, uh, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in here. And uh, we're back to the gun reforms. So the $1.9 trillion rescue deal, the $1.2 trillion infrastructure plan, uh, gun reform, and this. I mean, this is huge. Absolutely huge. It's fantastic. And we'll get into more of the details after we see the end, you know. 
because now this has to go to the house, and I guess that's going on Friday, next Friday. So this will go to the house, and maybe hopefully they won't revise anything mm. or make it difficult because they, uh, they could actually say, no, we want this tax in there, and then we'd have to go through the whole thing again. I don't think Nancy's going to do that just because this is kind of a big deal. Now they can work on extending some, some of those things individually. Yeah. And adding those things later, but this is a this is a big deal. Good story. So good job. Good job, absolutely. <laughs> Yay! Woohoo! <sighs> so what else happened this week? Oh my, what happened this week? It's been a busy, busy week. Well, uh, let's get the bad stuff out of the way. Okay. Okay, or the really bad stuff. Okay. If you are a regular listener then you know that I like to, on a weekly basis, talk about, because gun violence is a big deal for me, and uh, gun control. And believe me, if I had my way, guns would be controlled. And he's married to a former shooter. Yeah, and I'm not anti-gun. No. I'm anti-asshole. And the only reason (laughs) I'm a former is because I moved over here and couldn't have one because I'm not in the sports club yet. And I wasn't a citizen. Well, you can have one now if you want. I know. So there were 21 separate mass shootings uh, in the U.S. last week. See, you don't hear about these on the news, not unless you're in that immediate area. Yeah, if you're in that state, you might hear about it. Exactly, or unless a whole bunch of kids get shot up or something like that. So from uh, this is July 31st through August 7th, 21 Mass shootings. Does that include the one last night? Uh, Sunday, August 7th. That is today. Yeah. So where was that? Um, Cincinnati? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's on here. So we have uh, Hartford, Connecticut, Detroit, Michigan, Indianapolis, Indiana, Orlando, Florida, South Bend, Indiana, Decatur, Illinois, Washington, D.C., Paramount, California, Columbus, Ohio, Orlando, Florida, Albany, New York, Panama City, California, Miami, Florida, Laurel, Nebraska. Wow. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Dayton, Ohio, Norfolk, Virginia, uh, Duquesne, Pennsylvania, Detroit, Michigan, and Cincinnati, Ohio. You know what I don't see in here? Chicago. Excellent. (laughs) Good job, Chicago. (laughs) Which is the whipping boy for Republicans, even though the highest rates of murder by gun are in red states. So, or shootings anyway. Okay, so that's the uh, 23 people were killed, 80 were injured in those 21 events. Um, so we'll continue to inform you at the start of every show exactly what's happening uh, with gun violence in America. Next up. Yeah, next up. So we've got a, we've got a few things to cover here to just uh, touch on. Um, A.G. Mary Garland has a remember Brianna Taylor yes the 
if you don't remember, the cops broke into her home. While she was in bed sleeping. While she was sleeping. She was not, uh, she was not the focus of the cops coming. And essentially had the wrong place and killed Brianna Taylor. Well, Mary Garland has announced that the Justice Department will finally pursue charges against the police officers who killed Brianna Taylor. Yes. Yes. On Friday, uh, Mark Bankston, the lawyer representing the plaintiffs. Um, oh, no, that's a different story. Sorry. Uh, so Garland did the uh, Brianna Taylor thing, and uh, let's... Um, let's hope that there's justice in that case at abs- last. Absolutely. Absolutely. No question. And well, I'll quit talking for a minute, and we'll just get uh, Garland to tell you about it. We allege that the defendants knew their actions in falsifying the affidavit could create a dangerous situation. And we allege these unlawful acts resulted in Ms. Taylor's death. The charges announced today also allege that the officers responsible for falsifying the affidavit that led to the search took steps to cover up their unlawful conduct after Ms. Taylor was killed. We allege that defendants James and Goodlett conspired to knowingly falsify an investigative document that was created after Ms. Taylor's death. We also allege that they conspired to mislead federal, state, and local authorities who were investigating the incident. For example, we allege that in May 2020, those two defendants met in a garage where they agreed to tell investigators a false story. This indictment separately alleges that defendant Meany lied to the FBI during its investigation of this matter. Okay, so that's that's uh, that's good news. Finally, <clears throat> it's taken forever on that. Okay, so also that uh, happened this past week, and on Friday in particular, uh, Mark Bankston, the lawyer representing plaintiffs against Alex Jones in his defamation trial in Texas. He said in court that he intends to turn over the entirety of Jones's phone and text messages to the Jan 6 committee. Oh, yes. So if you've been following this at all, I don't know how it happened, but Jones's attorney actually, what, a two years of phone? Of phone records? Of phone records. Off of, basically turned the, his phone over to the prosecutors. <laughs> so they had, they had all this information. It's interesting, though. I mean, any any serious lawyer would not make that mistake. No, you wouldn't think so. So I take it Jones is going to have to sue his own lawyer now, if he's got any money left. <laughs> he doesn't have any money left. the The first one was for what four million dollars. He got hit for four million dollars. And then uh, damages after that, $45 million. So basically $50 million that uh, Alex Jones was uh, uh, has to pay to the parents of the kids that he said did not exist. He said that this was all planned. 
Sandy Hook was actors, staged by actors. Actors and, and the whole bit. I mean, what kind of a person do you have to be to do something like that in the first place? Well, let's listen to Alex. What do you think? So you take it my text messages. Uh, said you did. Nice trick. <laughs> yes, Mr. Jones. Oh. Indeed. You didn't give this text message to me. You don't, you don't know where this came from. Do you know where I got this? No. Mr. Jones, did you know that 12 days ago, 12 days ago, your attorneys messed up and sent me an entire digital copy of your entire cell phone with every text message you've sent for the past two years and when informed did not take any steps to identify it as privileged or protect it in any way and as of two days ago it fell free and clear into my possession and that is how I know you lied to me when you said you didn't have text messages about Sandy Hook. Did you know that? I See, I told you the truth. This is your Perry Mason moment. I gave them my phone and it, Mr. Jones, you need to answer the question. No, I, you I, know I, this no, I didn't know this happened, but I mean, I told you I gave the phone over. So. Just and you said, question. you said in your deposition, you searched your phone. You said you pulled down the text and did the search function for Sandy Hook. That's what you said, Mr. Jones, correct? And I had several, several different phones with this number, but I did, yeah. I mean, that's why you got it. No, Mr. Jones, that's not why I have My lawyer said it to you, but I'm hiding it. Okay. Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones, just answer questions. There's no question. Mr. Bankston also only asks questions. Sure. Mr. Jones, in discovery, you were asked, do you have Sandy Hook text messages on your phone? And you said no, correct? You said that under oath, Mr. Jones, didn't you? I mean, if I was mistaken, I was mistaken, but you, you dropped the messages right there. You know what perjury is, right? I just want to make sure you know before we go any further. You know what it is. Yes, I do. I mean, I, I'm not a tech guy. I told you I gave, in my testimony, the phone to the lawyers before or whatever. <laughs> and, and so you got my phone, but we didn't give it to you. No, Mr. Jones, one more time. And please remember, if you need to assert for the minute, you can. I need to know that you can do that. But you testified. Well, that was an amazing moment. Don't you just love it when some you can see somebody just got caught telling a lie? Oh, you should see his face. I mean, his face was just, he was stunned. He was shocked. And he says, well, I told my attorney, I gave it to my attorney. So my, I, I'm not lying. I gave it to him. No. That's he did, but the attorney was. even said it was an accident. It was accidental. And so this, and then he goes, well, you have your Perry Mason moment. You're damn straight they did. Because Perry Mason gets everybody. <laughs> God, I hate that bastard. I had uh, just a, I don't think I still have tapes of this, but I had Alex Jones on my radio show several times. And this was during the, I think it was after 9-11. Because he started... He started with all of his big conspiracy stuff with the Oklahoma City bombing. That's kind of what got him notoriety, yeah. if you will. Um, and the funny thing is, when you talk to people, and the station I was on at the time was a conservative station, and so the people that were calling me were the people that believed in this stuff. 
Mm-hmm. In fact, it was one of the most conspiratorial stations in the country. Um, so you, you watch these, if you really get into his depth, he's very good at, at laying it out so people will be confused. And there was a couple times I had to quit watching and just get my head back on straight. But it was uh, uh, after 9-11 we talked, and the guy is just like that all the time. He's just boisterous, even on an interview. He's just absolutely nuts. So I've been up close and personal with that dude. So we want to um, invite him to dinner anytime. No, he's not please. coming to dinner. Okay. Nope, he is not coming what to dinner. What else happened this week? Also, a little bit of more of good news is Kansas. Oh, Kansas. Thank you, women of Kansas and men of Kansas. Yeah, congrats to Kansas. That was awesome. Um, so if you don't know, uh, the good people in Kansas have decided to not, they're just going to keep their existing abortion Law. laws. Uh, that's not going to take everything away from Ro- women. From, yeah. yeah, from women, from yeah. Roe v. Wade. So they, they came out in droves and they rejected an effort to remove abortion protections from the state's comp- constitution which, of course, that's what the Republicans wanted to do. And uh, a resounding win for the abortion rights movement. In the first statewide electoral test since U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade. So this is what should be done. It should be a referendum and have the people vote on this particular one. Exactly. And if it passes, hey, if it doesn't, then the people of the state don't want it. Exactly. Um, although I think it should be codified into federal law. In federal myself. law. So that was some good news. But on the other side, <clears throat> Indiana has decided they're the first state to go the opposite direction. So they're the, they're the first state to impose the, the hard line Abortion, no abortion in Indiana. So forced. basically, forced. Yep, with no with no conditions for forced birth, no conditions for rape incest. Exactly. So we had Kansas do that, and then Indiana. Of course, the people of Kansas decided that one. Yeah. On the Indiana one, no, it's just state legislature. Just that redneck that wanted to uh, sue the doctor or go after the doctor that performed performed the abortion on the 10-year-old that came from Ohio. Yeah. And so that's the same guy. Okay. That passed all that stuff, who I believe he's an AG, I believe. He's not coming to dinner either. No, he's not coming over. We're not going to do that at all. Uh, new grand jury subpoenas were issued to um, Pat Cipollone this past week. And, um, and you, you know... Well, if you don't know Cipollone, he was the closest attorney um, in the Trump administration. Big dude, uh, big time guy, and he knows everything. So now he has to go to the grand jury, been subpoenaed, uh, and former deputy counsel Patrick Philbin and represent uh, the latest sign that the department investigators are reaching inside Trump's inner circle about time. 
it's long overdue. Oh, no. Yeah. Long overdue. So, shall I tell you what's been happening in Florida? What's happening in Florida? Well, Florida being the Sunshine State, you get a lot of people coming from Europe, um, all over, because it's an easy jump over the pond. Mm -hmm. So, I'm just going to give a shout out to anybody that's from domestic or foreign that's visiting Florida. It's just, it's fast becoming a dictatorship state. Governor DeSantis has been writing laws that have been passed by state legislature there, some of which are unconstitutional, and he appears to be getting away with it too. This week, the latest. He tweeted, the free, and I quote, the free state of Florida has a new license plate for pre-order that benefits the Florida Veterans Foundation and sends a clear message to out-of-state cars don't tread on me or Florida. Two out-of-state cars. Two out-of-state cars. People with out-of-state cars. Don't tread on me or Florida. So people can pre-order this license plate and it's just basically telling anybody that goes there, do as you're told or else. Now, it's probably not a good idea if you're traveling by air into Florida and collecting a car rental at the airport. You're going to have to make sure, I know some airports have cars from other states. Right. <clears throat> so you're going to have to make sure that it's got Florida plates or you might attract the wrong kind of person. Also. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, there's a lot of really stupid people in this country. Yeah. Some of which are parked in Florida. Yes. And DeSantis is basically making anybody that's not from the state fair game yeah I'm not you know, that far he's just he's, you know he's just trying to shove it in your face it's he, fascism it's fascism so exactly. anyway also in Florida the Palm Beach Post reported this week part of a new state law directs the Florida Department of Education to provide teaching jobs in schools to former military members who have served a minimum of four years of service don't have a bachelor's degree but have a two point five or higher grade point average in at least 60 college credits. So, if you were a C-plus student with the equivalent of a community college education and you managed to get through a single enlistment in the military without getting a dishonorable discharge, you can bypass the certification requirements to be a new breed of Florida classroom teachers. Florida's losing teachers at a rate of knots, so between, Dan is the, between DeSantis saying don't say gay and removing school books and library books from the educational system that use analogies or language that remotely mentions race, colour, anything that isn't white is making it impossible for teachers to do their jobs and they're all leaving because there's criminal penalties for teachers that are, are teaching anything or say anything that remotely upsets one of their parents who I think should basically stay out of the classroom and let the teachers go on with their damn job. Let's not forget that he uh, just, and I don't have this in front of me. Um, he went uh, after the corporations, he went after Disney. No, that's not where I'm going. Is no. is uh, one of the assistant attorney generals for the state of Florida. Oh, he fired them. He, he didn't fire them. Suspended. He suspended them. He suspended them uh, because of his views. 
He's not even espousing his views, but he suspended him for his quote unquote woke views and weak on um, criminals. Charming. But his woke views had to do with gays. Nothing to do with the case at hand. Nothing to do with any case at hand. And so he suspended him for his thoughts, basically. It's for, I mean, he's showing himself to have... You can't the, even express yourself to the guy. No, he's showing himself to have the militant dictator tendencies of Mussolini and Putin. Will he get as bad as North Korea's Kim Jong-un? Force everyone to get the same haircut as him. Well, here's the, here's the CPAC part of this. The CPAC part is they, they do a straw vote at yeah. CPAC, and if Trump's running... They favor him 65% to 29% if DeSantis is the uh, running against him. But if Trump's not running, DeSantis gets the 65%. Yeah, and if he's allowed... And so allowed, that's how crazy those bastards are. If he's allowed that kind of power, he's going to turn the USA into a banana republic as bad as some of the worst countries in the world. Already there. Talking about CPAC... Um, Joe, they allow in America a Republican pack. So CPAC means conference, conference pack. So this Republican pack, PAC, I think, and I think I'll use it in future, stands for Partnership of American Criminals. To openly have conferences, which include speakers like democracy demolition expert Steve Bannon, and foreign dictator Viktor Orban from Hungary, dictating to them on how to gain dictatorship power in the United States. It beggars belief. The lies that they're telling at the conference are just that. Conspiracy theorists such as Marjorie Taylor Greene are calling themselves, in quotes, American Christian nationalists. Well, that is exactly the same definition of Nazism. Look it up. Seriously, I'm not joking. No, it is. It is, absolutely. No one should find any of this laughable. It is dangerous. Uh, CPAC, the, uh, what it stands for, actually, is Conservative Political Action Conference. Uh, right. I think so. mine's better. <laughs> well, I know yours is better, but that's what it stands for. Yeah, they started CPAC in 1973, and that's where they... And Orban! Orban spoke at CPAC. Orban! Exactly. He was invited. And he, he, he went to visit Trump. Orban's the Tuesday. president of Hungary, by the way, who is... Um, what would He's you call dictator. Orban? He's a dictator, yeah. Um, he went to visit Trump at his house in Bedminster on Tuesday. I did not know that. Yes, I saw yeah. that. That slipped by everybody in the, the media this week. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yes. And so Tucker, that's Tucker Carlson's buddy, Orban. Yeah. yeah. And so Republicans now have dictators from Europe at their C conference or at their uh, CPAC conference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, they're not, they're not even hiding it. And then they wonder why people don't are coming out and argue, you know, tell them they're full of shit. Yeah. And and they're not even hiding it. No. They, do they don't care anymore. Open. Yeah. Trump made that uh, made that possible. 
Uh, speaking of uh, CPAC, did you hear what Marge had to say? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Marge, well, I'll let Marge tell you herself. Real honest, I'm always honest about it. I was upset that day. I was a brand new member of Congress. I'd worked very hard on objecting to Joe Biden's electoral college votes because I believe that right. was that was my role and what I was, what I wanted to do. And I believe it's the right thing. I would do it today. I would do it tomorrow. But I was very upset. I never expected anything like that. And when it happened, I thought this is Antifa, and no one can convince me it was so-called Trump supporters. But, and, and we know there's a lot wrong there, and I cannot wait for invest, real investigations. Is that what's going to happen? Yeah, we will well, do real investigations. But let, know, me, let me say this, yeah, though. Yeah. Real honest, I'm always honest about it. I was upset that day. Well, that was March on the Mike Lindell Show TV. Mike Lindell TV. Um, I was upset that day. Well, I, I'm so sick of this Antifa crap. The guy she who says, got done for that I mean, was she's, a Trumper. How many? Exactly. I mean, this this is not there. There is zero, absolute zero evidence of Antifa, and she says none of them were Trump supporters. Antifa, and she still exist. believes this crap. Antifa is a theory. It's a theory. There's no organization called Antifa. It's a made up. See, that's what they do. They make up stuff to cause a problem, and then they say. Well, we're doing this and this and this to solve this problem, which they they caused in the first place. Well, here's one of her Antifas, who is a full-on Trump supporter, which they all were. Yep. Every single one of them were. They've all said so. Guy Reffitt. I'm not sure if that's how you say that. R-E-F-F-I-T. R-Reffitt. Reffitt. Reffitt. Uh, he's the first January 6th defendant to go to trial. And he tried to storm the U.S. Capitol, of course, with, uh, but he brought a gun. Oh. Well, they're always saying, the Republicans are always saying there were no weapons there. Well, that was a No lie. weapons. Oh, they're all getting busted with weapons. And uh, he was sentenced to more than seven years in prison on Monday after a judge denied the Justice Department's request for a terrorism enhancement that would have resulted in a lengthier uh, prison sentence. But seven years, you know, there you go. I mean, all the guys are about waiting to go to trial, which there's a long line. So, uh, yeah, so that happened. So I've got a wee bit of good news here, actually. No. That wasn't before we started. Come on, we don't do good news. We just tell them the world's falling apart and (laughs) the sky is falling. Okay, so around the world, Israel has been shelling Gaza. Apparently, everyone was okay with that because they were targeting Islamic jihadis and not the Palestinians. Of course. Go figure. But Egypt called for a ceasefire and as of... 1338 Mountain Time US, a ceasefire was agreed after three days of conflict. Ukraine, grain and agricultural cargo held up in the war got the nod from Putin to leave the Black Sea. Six ships have been moved out today, more than previously allowed. However, analysts are warning that Putin's moving his troops and equipment in the direction of the southern port cities. More concerning than that though, 
is that the biggest nuclear power plant in Europe, which was taken by the Russians months ago, is in a dangerous condition according to the International Atomic Energy Authority. If that isn't taken care of, and very soon, it has potential catastrophic results. Wow. Another one that slipped under the radar this week. Yeah. You know how Nancy Pelosi went to China, and China wasn't happy. In Taiwan. She went to Taiwan, sorry, and China wasn't happy. So while flexing their muscles over that, um, it was noted that they had signed a security agreement with Solomon Islands in the Pacific Ocean. Now, why is that important, you may ask? Well, the Solomon Islands is the gateway to Asia from the east and to Australia. Mm. So China's already built an island in the China Sea, then it claimed it was their waters, no longer international waters, and that caused problems because it's a threat to Japan and Taiwan. So they built a big military base there. So President Biden this week sent Caroline Kennedy, who is now the US ambassador to Australia, and Wendy Sherman, um, Secretary Blinken's deputy, to the Solomon Islands via stops in Tonga and Samoa. And she's gonna discuss with the leaders in that area uh, their security position with China and invite them back to Washington for more discussions. Yeah, they started playing war games after while Nancy was over there trying to um, flex her muscle. muscle. Yeah. And Nancy's a badass. She doesn't care. She's going, she's going to go and promote democracy wherever she damn well pleases yeah. to go and promote democracy. Of so, course. If you don't like it, China, you know, then... Uh, uh, top cookies. One thing that I did like about the new inflation reduction bill, yeah, they've added money for climate change. A lot, a lot of money. That's it, the first time we've done this, so uh, that's that's a big deal. Another story that came out of California: the town of Klamath is no longer gone, completely devastated by wildfire, and it's also devastated the fishing in that area on the Klamath River. The Karuk Native American tribe said that the dead fish of all species were found on Friday near Happy Camp. Happy Camp. Just um, so you know, in American, it's Klamath. Okay, I'm sorry. No, that's nothing to be sorry about. I'm just so, letting into them. Just so somebody out there doesn't understand Klamath. Klamath, okay. So along the main stem of that river, they found all these dead fish. The tribe and biologists believe that a flash flood caused by heavy rains over the burn area, because once an area is burned, there's nothing to absorb or stop the rain. Mm -hmm. um, it's caused massive debris to massive debris flow to enter the river, and it's it's caused problems. I mean the whole ecosystem is getting completely bollocked up by climate change. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, politicians for years have sat back and done sweet Fanny Adams, to say it politely. Um, so I am so glad that this bill went through with all this money to tackle climate change. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's going to, it's really going to help West Virginia too, and help people transfer jobs from 
the coal, coal and, and petroleum and all it's it's gonna Good. make it easier for people to transfer to green uh, green energy. And you know we're still going to need petroleum. We're so, I mean it's it's, it's not it's like not, we're it's doing not away like, with it. Not you, you can't. Huh. I mean it's everything that's plastic is petroleum. We just need it's, to reduce it to the thigh We need to use, reduce the, um, the the burning of it, yeah. actually, in, in the cars and, and such. And that, I mean, it's just common sense stuff. And I don't, I just don't under, understand why uh, at uh, CPAC, they were all talking and just trashing uh, electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. So it's a waste of money. And yet BP in the last couple of, well, this week, and other companies in the last couple of weeks have reported billions and billions of dollars in profits while everybody else's fuel prices have gone through the roof. I call that racketeering. Mm-hmm. I wish there was a law over here to, to prevent that. There has to be something. There's got to, I mean, something's they, got to happen. Something has to happen, but the problem is, again, um, you're not going to see it unless the Democrats have overwhelming majorities. You're not going to see anything like that. Never. Meanwhile, the world suffers. Yeah, the world suffers. And yes. people suffer. And we suffer. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you've got... <laughs> I think you saw your first truck, Trump truck. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what? Yesterday, he's going to a beat-up black pickup truck, you know, jacked up with this, um, uh, dare I say it, yeah, fuck Biden. It was just a big flag, says, fuck Biden. You know, even if I had a truck, I I wouldn't be driving down the street as much as I despise Trump. I would not do that. It's not. It just... I don't understand the mindset no. of that that makes you want to put up the president of the United States and here's and, the in his truck and drive down the street and show your neighbors, although probably half his neighbors feel the same way, but they're not going to do it in that fashion. No. Here's the difference between the USA and Scotland. I don't know about England, they've got different laws. I don't think we had time for that today for all that. It's just a short one. <laughs> the um, I I kept getting um, sandwiched in between two cars when I was parking mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. and it got to the point it was getting beyond ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I got this little notepad pre-printed that was online, mm-hmm. and it said on it, "So the next time, please leave me a can opener so I can get out of this fucking space." And I stuck it on a guy's a guy's windscreen one day. Yeah. Well, the cops came along and they saw that and I got a phone call because I worked on crime prevention panel then. Right. They knew whose car that was. Yeah. And it was a very polite reminder that it was an offence, a, a, a criminal offence, to put something like that on somebody's windscreen. And I was like, really? Yes. It, it's just um, a totally, it's offensive language. So here we have freedom of speech, and you can say what you want. Over there, you to can have degree. freedom of speech to a point. You just can't use "fu" in a public place like that. Yeah. 
But the fact that people drive, they go into restaurants here with these hats on, up by. Mm-hmm. There's kids in those places, for goodness sake. They don't care. They've got no they don't manners. Care. They, they just. They figure the kids aren't even going to know what it is. Uh, kids aren't as stupid as they think. Well, of course not. And they're being taught this stuff. Okay. So, did you know? You're going to love this one. I did not. Did you know we have an oyster bar and grill, steakhouse, seafood place, 10 minutes away? They close at 4 o'clock. Let's go! (laughs) We do? We do! I didn't know that. I know. I was just a wee bit hungry earlier on, and I thought, what's around about? What's close? Any fish food. Any fish food? Because Joe likes fish. Well, I like fish. Uh Uh-huh. You're not crazy about fish. No, but they sell steak as well. Well, you like you like fish, uh, you like fish and chips. I like fish and chips. Yeah, yeah, but, but not seafood. It's not lobster. Not just, yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Not all that much. No. I think I've seen you down the lobster. I before. like lobster. Yeah, yeah. What is that? I don't like. That's funny. There's a few that I just don't eat. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm not really a fish foodie person. You know, it's funny that. Uh, that you bring up this the Scotland thing because I was I was reading some stuff today that made me think you always hear the term American values. What the hell is that? I mean, American values. What is that? Okay, so you you come from Scotland. What what would you perceive to be whether it's true or not American values or what is Americans exude? as American values? Ah, family. Um, They used to be law-abiding. It used to be a very law-abiding country. Um, We see America as horrifically racist. Um, a few years ago, we started taking note that the evangelicals no, not, no, were no, no, rising. No. Okay, wait, not, not what you... Americans are racist. There's no question about that. But that's not an American value. What, what, would, what would you say Americans... When, when, when you hear Republicans say American values... What do you what do you think that is? When Republicans say American values, or when anybody, even a, we'll say an independent, an independent says uh, American values, patriotism, and all that kind of stuff. What what would you perceive to be the body of that? The reason I ask. The country split in half. Well, if you Google it, um, the ten core American values are freedom individualism, pragmatism, volunteerism, mobility, patriotism, progress, American dream. Now, what is that? See, that's 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 the thing. Uh, what is that? Go through that list again. I'll answer every one of them. Well, the, my, my point I'm, I'm trying to get to this is this isn't, American values. This is any proud nation's values would be freedom, yep. or at least industrial, yeah. non-communist countries. Yeah. Uh, freedom, individualism, mm-hmm. okay, pragmatism, yep, volunteerism, 
Yeah. I mean, I've seen the Scottish, when something bad happens, everybody's out there trying to help. So that's not, yeah. it's not an American value. Although we, you know, we do very we do. well with that. You know, things in Africa, famines and things, we, yeah. we don't um, just keep it to ourselves. Mobility. Not sure what they mean by mobility. Americans I, I love guess their it's, cars. I guess it's worth, uh, yeah. I'm not sure what Freedom that means. To travel. And this is just somebody else's idea. I just Googled it and just brought it up. Um, patriotism, well, that's it's kind of arbitrary there. Uh, progress. Well, it depends on what you call progress. Well, I think I think up until the last little while, I think we have been showed progress yeah. over the years. Up and up until twenty sixteen, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bush set us back a little bit too. Uh, the American dream. The American dream. You know, two cars in every driveway. You own your house. All that kind. Of, you have a job. Yeah. And you'll be able to retire. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, I don't know. But nobody's living the American I just, dream. yeah. I mean, it's just, it's crazy when I hear these people talk about, um, I mean, they want, they want one church rule now. Yeah. Really? That's what they want. Exactly. And I, th- I think part of the American value is that, not, I think before all of this stuff, outside of maybe freedom, but there is a lot of free countries, and uh, not one single church dominates or controls the United States. So religious diversity, yeah. I think, is an extreme American value, and that is what all those that run around saying, American values, peace, love. Yeah. No, they don't want that part Mm-mm. of that. No. And it's just... Uh, and there's another part of that as well. I, I'm one of my friends in in Scotland. She said to me, I can't believe that people still have to work over there full time or maybe two jobs. Yep. When they're 70 and over, there are still people working into their 80s. They should be allowed to retire. I'm one. They've all paid into the, the country that they live in. They've all paid taxes so that they can have social security, etc., and retire, you know, at decent age where they can enjoy their retirement, not have to work until they die. Okay, a couple, a couple other stories to finish this off, and uh, just because it happened last week, and I think it's, uh, I think it's worth uh, not really diving into, but the Associated Press obtained nearly 12,000 pages of sealed records that offer the most detailed and comprehensive look yet at the so-called helpline that uh, the Mormon Church provides for sexual abuse and things like that. Well, apparently, if these documents are to be believed, uh, they're ignoring most of those. Yeah, I know. And would not pass those on for um, prosecution, investigation, so forth and so on. So so they have this so-called helpline that was misused for decades 
by Mormon church leaders according to these 12,000 pages of sealed records. Um, and the leaders were to divert abuse accusations away from law enforcement and instead to church attorneys leaving victims in harm's way. So we'll keep an eye on that and I'll, um, I think I'll finish up with this. Uh, I don't know, do you have anything on? Then. Huh? Then. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. There is a prosecutor in Kentucky. It's always a Republican. Uh, Matthew Leverage. He admitted to impregnating a criminal defendant. And it gets better. Having an affair with a dismissed juror. That guy should be behind bars for life. Well, he's not. He's running. Tell me he's not running. He's running for a circuit court judgeship. Jeez. And he says that he has moved on to a better life. Oh, well. Yeah. Hell. That was in the past. I've repented. Charlie said that, too, after he killed Sharon Tate. So there's your Republican Party, folks. I mean, this kind of, something like this comes out every freaking day. Um, and he's never faced uh, legal charges or ethical repercussions. I wonder how Mitch McConnell feels about that. He's the senator from Kentucky, isn't he? He sure is. I bet he's not doing a damn thing about it. Oh, I think he we probably should shakes start. his... Uh, I think we should all start tweeting Mr. McConnell. What's he going to do about this? Then? I don't know. So, we had a kind of a big thing in this household happen. <laughs> so, we were, uh, we were watching a game, the Dodger game. They were playing San Francisco. Playing San, San Francisco. Francisco. And um, the, uh, well, I, go ahead. The ticker went that Vin Scully had died. Vin Scully, the voice of baseball. He, 67 years he, he worked in broadcasting with the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. And he was a lovely man. He was gentleman he had dignity he could be funny he knew when to shut up Vinny was not he was not a partial uh, announcer you know uh, most most baseball teams for example they're they're serious giant fans or they're serious San Diego fans or you know it's all uh, you watch the pitches and if one's outside and it's their team pitching uh, oh, that should have been called a strike. Or if it's the opposite team, oh no, that was way outside for the same pitch. I mean, he was—he was not partisan, and you would never. In fact, he stated many times that he wasn't a Dodger fan, even though he was the announcer for the Dodgers for yeah. sixty years. But the, the one of the best nights that we had at baseball in mm -hmm. San Francisco happened to be the night that Vin. Scully it was his was last there. broadcast. Yeah. It was his last ever broadcast. And the San Francisco Giants decided that, that would, they would make that the Vin Scully mm -hmm. room. Yeah. The, the Vin Scully Kudos broadcast. to the Giants for that. Yeah. I mean, everybody loved Vin. And he was the best. And he did it by himself. He didn't have a sidekick. 
He uh, Don Drysdale did it with him for a little bit mm-hmm. uh, once he retired, uh, but after that it was just just him. Yeah, I mean that's that's a monumental undertaking, and his storytelling and descriptive. And he uh, told his stories about people on both teams. It wasn't just one team. Oh one. yeah, and it was in depth. In depth. I mean, he, he's and, and he's doing it while he's calling the game. Yeah. And <laughs> he never lost attention. Yep. They used to, in the movie Star Chamber, uh, that has Michael Douglas and uh, Hal Holbrook. Mm-hmm. And they're at a Dodger game, and Hal Holbrook is talking to uh, Michael Douglas. And he goes, you know, it never ceases to amaze me. And you could hear all the transistor radios on in the background with Vince Scully's voice. He says, Dodger fans... Even though they're sitting there watching the game, they won't believe that it happened until Vin told them that it happened. (laughs) That was great. So I think we're going to leave you today with a little bit of Vin Scully, shall we? Oh, excellent. I think we'll do that. All right. Joe and the Scott signing off on this one, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Adios. Adios. We've had all the pomp and circumstance, we've had all the fuss and feathers, but it's time, it's time for Dodger Baseball!